0: Hi Fiona, thanks so much for taking time to join me today for another episode of the Life by CK podcast. How is everything in Ireland? I'm so grateful to see that you guys are slowly coming out of lockdown and the restrictions are easing. Do you have your appointment for pennies made? That is definitely a valid opening question. <laughs> or on second thoughts, maybe you buy cop pennies um, because of the fast fashion industry but I understand if you don't, because we can't change everything.
1: <laughs> no, I'm definitely, a, I'm a reformed penniesaholic, I think, if that's what it is. Um, <laughs> but no, I don't actually have any appointments. And I saw everyone making their hair and nail appointments this week. Um, but I have, I have nothing booked in yet. But uh, I definitely will be looking to get my hair done in the next few weeks.
0: I'm so excited to be able to talk to you today, Fiona, because to be honest, I'm at the start of my um, my journey to become more sustainable. It really is only in the last six to eight months that I've become more conscious of the um, the products I'm using and the waste that I'm generating every single day. And as a household of two people, I'm noticing that we have a lot of rubbish going out the door every day or every two days into the, the garbage pile it's so easy just to turn a blind eye and ignorance is bliss and all that but I just can't do that anymore (laughs) so where should I start what are the things I need to be thinking of and let me know any easy hacks that I can introduce into my everyday life to help me become a better person for the environment you know
1: sometimes when we start to look at the climate crisis issue and you know if you're watching documentaries it can all become a bit doom and gloom and you you feel like you have to try and save the world but you know we don't have to carry the climate crisis on our shoulders but we definitely have to take action and like that you know different things like reusable razors like they're so brilliant rather than going through you know single-use plastic razors which you're throwing out month after month and you're paying a lot of money for them Buy one uh, investment product and it will last you a lifetime. And similarly, then with the reusable face wipes, you know, you're instead of going through the kind of plastic, like effectively, those single use wipes are made of plastics um, and they have like chemicals or, you know, you can use reusable wipes, which are made of cotton and bamboo, and use whatever cleanser you want with it. Um, and then the shampoo bars—everyone loves them. But I always say to people, like, use up the products you have at home before going out and seeking kind of eco-friendly, sustainable alternatives. So I suppose not to be too dramatic, but. When you wake up in the morning, I suppose you don't really set out to damage the environment or, you know, to create kind of a carbon footprint. But effectively, everything you do is, you know, has a carbon footprint tied to it. So from the food you eat, the transport choices, you know, you use um, what you're wearing, the makeup you're uh, wearing, everything kind of adds to one's personal carbon footprint. And it's really about just rethinking, like, the products that we're buying, the businesses that we're supporting, and as well, particularly focusing on the quantity of stuff that we're using, there's eight billion people in the world. And the question is, can everyone live like you um, and particularly with population uh, rates growing as well? So uh, that that's the kind of thing, like from a practical level, then different things you could look at like your diet. And some things that I did was I, I swapped out some, you know, rather than eating meat seven days a week, I've tailored it back and I would eat more plant-based foods now and that's not only good for the environment but it's actually good for your health you know you're eating more veg and stuff and then in terms of clothes like that we talked about pennies Um, I definitely have cut back on we'll say fast fashion and looking at more second-hand options different things like that and then from a products perspective and I suppose green outlook focus we try to avoid single-use plastic and plastics and looking at more kind of like glass um, and Uh, more recyclable options that are easily recycled in comparison to plastic, which we all try to do our best and put it into the recycling bin, but maybe it's not actually being recycled um, very easily. So as Green Outlook is an Irish shop, I try to focus on Irish suppliers because then you're you're shortening the carbon footprint immediately of the the shop. So we have over 70% of our products are actually made in Ireland. So it's amazing to support all these local craft makers and small businesses. And right across Ireland so then after that I would always talk to the suppliers about you know what ingredients what packaging making sure that they're registered with the EU cosmetics portal to make sure that you know that all the ingredients have been signed off as natural and safe for the body Um, and then it's about the packaging making sure that you know uh, Obviously, Green Outlook aims to be very much a plastic-free shop. Um, So the majority of the products, again, would have no plastic. And now some do have some recyclable, let's say, plastic caps and stuff. Um, But it's all the time trying to make it better and and less plastic. Um, For people, when they're shopping, then, like, obviously, you've got some vegan options. And then there's a a range of, like, let's say, non-vegan. But they might just have things like beeswax um you know that makes them non-vegan uh you can look at the packaging the ingredients um i suppose like really the other things that people can look out for is you know asking questions of the um the shops or you know checking out their reviews like green outlook has over 245 star reviews um you know for quality products uh quality packaging fast delivery um and people are you know giving detailed reviews on different products as well on the website. Um, They be the type of things. And then how I kind of source the products is some uh, suppliers come to me now that they know about Green Outlook and others then I find them through social media or I used to attend trade fairs where I would go and um, try them out. And I always get a sample where I try the products or I give it to friends, family, or customers to try out the products to make sure that everything has been signed off, approved, definitely works. and like that you know the smells and everything are really important as well with the products
0: you mentioned green outlook there fiona so before we go into the nitty-gritties of product swapping i would love for you to tell me in your own words how your business idea came about and how you got started on this sustainable journey story super
1: so uh i i'm a chartered accountant i trained in kpmg in dublin in their management and risk consulting department i worked a lot in financial services um and after leaving kpmg i wanted to get more practical accounting experience so i sought out a company and i went and worked for a renewable energy company that was amazing i helped manage the accounts for a portfolio of wind farm assets um, in ireland and we sold those wind farm assets but unfortunately, after that, we couldn't source funding for future projects and the company closed. So I took that as an opportunity to travel. I'd always kind of wanted to travel. And this was definitely like my chance to go. So I visited 10 countries in five months. It was very quick and short, um, I suppose, like in comparison to some people who go away for longer periods. But I did some solo travel. Like I spent a month in Colombia on my own. I spent some time Away with my parents. They joined me in Australia. I went to New Zealand. Um, It was absolutely amazing, definitely eye opening, and totally changed my life. And it was while I was away that I realized the direct impact of, you know, again, our personal lifestyle choices on the climate crisis. And I saw some amazing products like those things that we talked about shampoo bars, natural deodorants. And I thought, this isn't something that's very readily available at home. And, you know, it's not something that I'd really seen. Um, so I came home and I started researching and I set up Green Outlook then uh, three months after coming home. And it's just been growing uh, ever since, you know, uh, building a kind of customer base. I started with, it's a personal investment um, in the business. Uh, so it started with a small product range and just continually growing that. You know, we've just recently added some new products like uh Re, um, replacement heads for electric toothbrushes which was specifically requested by customers you know I don't use an electric toothbrush I sell I was selling bamboo toothbrushes and people were like do you know do you have sustainable um, replacement heads for electric toothbrushes I was like okay I'll find this for you you know we <laughs> found a great company um, you know even nail files like people were like you know We want nail files i was like okay so i found amazing sandstone nail files so it's really taking the direction from customers now and they're helping to guide the growth and direction the green outlook
0: well i'm sure losing your job is um, a very daunting thing to have to face Uh, personally i haven't lost a job i've changed jobs i'm sure at some point in the future um, it, it could happen to me and it could happen to anybody, but it's amazing to see the opportunity you took from that to go traveling when you didn't have a job and like that's what brought you here today now to having your own business. It's interesting as well that you worked in a renewable energy company before you went traveling because it seems that by going traveling that's what really sparked your interest in this world of sustainability but do you think maybe there was something else before that that made you choose the job in the renewable energy company and it was something you were already interested in or it was just a pure coincidence?
1: I think it was definitely semi in purpose like I was obviously aware of like I suppose climate change and you know everyone you know was aware of it at this stage and but I didn't realize the personal element of it. So obviously it was something that I was interested in, you know, from a global perspective. Um, So it was great to be able to, you know, see the impact of, you know, the growth of the renewable energy market. Um, Even just amazing things like, you know, monitoring the wind month on month and how that affected the revenue and everything. It was, it was really interesting to actually practically see um, how renewable energy worked. Uh, but I wasn't aware of the the day-to-day so i even remember like you know printing out financial statements i'm like we worked in a renewable energy company you know surely we could have done this in an electronic format and um, rather than you know using so much paper but it's kind of you know, you only look back at it now and realize kind of like um sm- smaller things like that but uh it was like i was probably still shopping in pennies or you know buying products when really did i need them um at that time so yeah yeah it's a learning curve
0: it's funny how you were almost getting in alignment with what you were going to do without even realizing it it's it's a funny coincidence. <laughs> um, as someone that also works in the corporate world and spent four years um before I moved to Cayman doing professional exams and learning the skill set required to work with a big team and a group um under constant and strict strict deadlines. How did you find changing careers completely for, from something such as being a chartered accountant where you know you're going to earn a salary? every month to going out and taking the risk and starting your own business from scratch do you know it's actually really funny that
1: I actually didn't have any fear of starting it um I I, when I was Coming to the end of my travels, you know, I I the last spot I stopped at was Hong Kong and I visited a friend um who I met in KPMG, you know, and I said, I'm going home to start my own business, you know. And and I think he was skeptical and my family were skeptical, but I literally I did not have any fears starting. Now, nine or ten months in, I did when I was like, Okay, how am I going to actually support myself and um, you know and it you really do get into that mental battle of you know you've got to persevere you've got to remember the why um you know stick to your goal you know it's a lot of hard work you're not earning any money you know if I, I didn't pay myself for at least 12 months you know anything um and, and and that's really tough because you're working so hard but you're not seeing any money in the other on the other end um so That was a struggle but yeah going in I had no fears I came through a rocky period after about a year where I was like can I make this you know viable to live by um obviously I was enjoying the benefits of you know flexible working um even though you work a lot but it's still flexible you know know. (laughs) Um, but and then after I suppose the coming up to the two-year mark then I did start to slowly pay myself and I was like okay you know there's some breathing room here um And again, the support and seeing the reviews and um, seeing how the brand is growing and the different avenues it's taking uh, has, I suppose, helped reinvigorate the energy. And I just recently taken on a placement and that has just been a game changer again because she's brought so much energy to the business, different perspective and, you know, seeing how Green Outlook can provide employment and training to people. Um, you know it, it's really becoming something that's a lot more tangible and yeah I hope to see to, to see it continue mm-hmm. uh, you, you have to take you have to take the the chance you know and I think definitely listening to positive mindset podcasts and reading books like I'm reading you know um Edith Aguirre's The Gift and her, I read her book The Choice and just Th- those kind of books definitely keep me going and those type of podcasts definitely keep me going um and keeping that that positive message because um there is some negative negative voices out there as well um and and you got to uh, you got to moderate that
0: it's crazy to hear that probably one of the biggest decisions career decisions at least that you've made of setting up your own business and starting your own business that you had no fear doing that do you think that you were led by your intuition and there was some sort of a greater calling for you to do that i,
1: I think so yeah actually that's kind of i suppose I, i've never i've never really sat and, and thought about it too much you know I, I i actually i wrote my parents an email when i was in columbia like very formal and I said I have this idea to start my own business and I think they had taught I had lost it at that stage but there was something within me that was like I'm going to do this you know I, I am going to do it and um, maybe it was that that female kind of power and, and, and knowing that you know uh, it, it would turn out it would all turn out okay in the end
0: yeah i'm not even surprised that your business idea came to you when you were solo traveling but because as someone who has also solo traveled it just really gives you the opportunity to get in tune with yourself and what you want and to kind of find your own personality and interests without the influence of your friends and family and your everyday life college work um or just work in general and what the situations that you find yourself in you just remove yourself completely um and grow as a person so how did you find your solo traveling experience it is daunting going off by yourself as a female isn't it
1: oh it was just brilliant so I started off with my partner and we did Brazil, Argentina, Bolivia, Peru um you know and that was just obviously incredible and then um, I went on to Colombia on my own and he wanted to go home he's a GA head so wanted to go home to play football <laughs> for the rest of the summer and um, so I landed into Colombia didn't really have a plan and um, started at the south of Colombia met a girl she just traveled down from the north she told me the route she did and I was like okay that sounds brilliant so planned it all out and did that and Oh, it was fabulous! You know, when visited the San Blas Islands, met the community there. Um, such lovely people, you know, and then heard like you know s- stories of how they were, you know, having to kind of move from oil, move on to so let's say they lived on Exuma Islands and they were having to concentrate that because some of the islands were becoming uninhabitable due to rising sea levels, um, and just these stories of interacting with people who were directly impacted by the climate crisis um then I came home for a wedding I was bridesmaid for my friend and then my parents joined me in Australia and then New Zealand as well I spent the whole a month in New Zealand solo traveling on on the, those bus tours and you know walked on the glaciers um over there and again it was just oh it was breathtaking scenery you know uh it was just so great to like take that time away and to you know really engage with nature like I spent so much time walking all I did was walk everywhere when I was yeah traveling. me
0: too when I was solo traveling like I just walked everywhere it's such a freeing experience um traveling by yourself because yeah like you say traveling is really a life-changing experience um like proper traveling for a few months at a time not just going somewhere to a resort or on a holiday with friends where you're just going to consume food and drink but actually going to explore mix with different cultures see how people live in different ways of life it really makes you appreciate the worlds that we live in um, and I can completely understand how this sparked you to change and you to come back to Ireland and start your sustainable business so like when I came home from
1: traveling 2019, I did a whole year of not buying any new clothes. And that actually was brilliant because I went through my wardrobe and I was like, hey, okay, what do I have? You know, what am I not wearing here? What am I gravitating towards more? And I started to shop like if I needed anything in secondhand, um, you know, charity shops or went to swap shop events where people brought, you know, four or five items of clothing. And you got a few tokens and you went around and picked up some different things. And that was brilliant because rather than going by the trends or, you know, what was in the shops, I was gravitating more towards, okay, what's actually my style and what am I going to wear? And then I found uh, like different apps like Depop is brilliant. You know, you can go on and you can, let's say, search just for Ireland, obviously, Um, and and find again like these items of clothing that have been produced you know there's energy gone into them there's water gone into them and you were giving them that second life um and it's about investing again like so you know buying good quality and then wearing that multiple multiple times and it's going to hold its form and shape and everything but in terms of if you want to buy sustainable clothes then there are some brilliant shops let's say um you know for more i suppose casual wear in ireland but again, they're, they're kind of expensive, particularly if you're self-employed and, you know, growing a small business. So I, d- I probably tend to gravitate towards the second hand at the moment and then like that, you know, a, a key investment piece um, if I'm buying something new
0: traveling actually does seem to have that effect on people definitely I had the same experience as well when I came back from traveling I just didn't care anymore about keeping up with trends um I obviously I'm not going to say I didn't care about my appearance because I do but I just didn't care about like keeping up with the Joneses let's say and I kind of stripped it all back and as a result I naturally became more sustainable as it came fashion um, the last time I did a shopping spree was in 2019 and now don't get me wrong I'm not saying that I'm not going to shop ever again um, but I definitely am very conscious of where I'm going to be buying my clothes from in future um, and it's going to be all about quality for me not quantity Okay, let's talk about some product alternatives. I'm trying to think, like, about a year ago, I tried to make the swap to a menstruation cup. And looking back now, that probably wasn't the best first product swap to make. Just because it's already, like, a bit of a sensitive subject. It's a bit of a taboo. People don't like talking about it. And there was me, like, at work with my menstruation cup. But I found it too difficult to use because... I was in a stall, there was nowhere to like clean it. Sorry if there's any guys listening, but like girls, I'm sorry, you should be able for this. Um, and yeah, I just I just couldn't use it. I didn't find it practical. So I need your advice. Are people doing well with menstruation cups Are how is it going? You can just wipe them out
1: as well, rather than actually rinsing them out between okay. use, but like that, or maybe using, you know, like a if there is a disabled bathroom, just using it for um, that kind of, you know, if that yeah. suited you but like that you know maybe they're not for everyone or maybe they're not you know not for you the whole time but like that when you're on your holidays or you know if you're taking breaks from work it might suit you then so definitely there's there's lots of options out there like even if menstrual cups aren't for people there's you know organic cotton tampons and pads and uh, Rather than some shop-bought on the pads, you know, they have plastic particles in them, and they're not going to fully break down in the environment. And again, they carry, you know, chemicals and bleaches in them. So looking for those more natural alternatives, which are again better for the environment because they, you know, break down fully, and better for your body. Um, but as people are getting more into sustainable products, you know, I'm finding more choices for them in different areas. And you know, like that, you're not going to switch to all sustainable, eco-friendly products. As soon as you find out about sustainable living, it is a process of, you know, um using off what you have and, and finding those right choices for you.
0: Yeah. Question. One of my friends was telling me at the weekend that she changed from regular deodorant to a natural deodorant and she said there's like a detox phase in the middle yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> some people do find so let's say you're talking about you're going from an antiperspirant which effectively you know it's trying to prevent pre- prevent you from perspiring which is a natural bodily function for detoxing your body um, and then you're talking about moving to a natural deodorant so a natural deodorant is going to you know prevent you sweating a bit but like not block your pores but it is going to you know prevent any smell so um i switched to natural deodorant actually while i was traveling i ran out when i was abroad and and picked up a natural deodorant and i suppose i had the benefit of it i was outside probably sweating anyway but they say that there's a two-week period where um your body is getting you know eliminating anything that has been blocked by the antiperspirants that you've been using um, and then getting used to the natural products but once you actually do switch to natural products then I find that you don't need to wear them every day because, you know, uh, I don't know, your body just adjusts. And sometimes, you you, you know, you might need to only actually wear natural deodorant every two days or three days because they last so long. Um, so your body still can you know sweat and detox but it's just that that smell element isn't there because the the smell is just bacteria um, and it's prevented through the natural deodorant stick with it for two weeks and then like that there's different options so you know there's kind of creams or there's you know bars um, there's rock salt ones you know there's scented ones non-scented ones there's ones with bicarbonate soda and then there's ones that don't have bicarbonate soda if anybody has allergies or anything so there's a whole range of natural deodorant options we know look outlook stocks a good few irish brands and we're getting some more um in shortly again uh, but yeah there's there's plenty of options there and, and, and it is good to allow your body to do that natural kind of detox itself you know through sweating so
0: yeah now, Fiona, I know our conversation has been a very positive one so far um, and I'm not going to change the the tone of it. But for people that are aspiring to have their own business and be entrepreneurs, uh, it's easy to look on Instagram and see the highlight reels and see the success stories. But what are some of the struggles that you had to overcome on this journey to, set, to setting up your own business?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it was back to that time where... I was coming up to I suppose I've been in Green Outlook for a few months and I had you know I was putting a lot of work in um, but I I was crying so much I don't know why I was crying I was just like I think there was a lot of stress that I didn't realize was there Um, so I actually went and went to therapy and I was just like (laughs) everything is fine or I you know I think everything is fine in my life but I cry myself to sleep like I, it was mm-hmm. just this period where I was just I think there was so much pressure I was coming up to the first Christmas of Green Outlook and I was like I was like, oh, that's my phone right? I was like I've never you know um ran uh ran a retail business at a Christmas period I don't know what I'm doing um you know and uh, yeah it was just a really difficult time personally I didn't know what was all the emotions that was coming with you know running this business and yeah. but definitely going to the therapy and talking about it and um you know finding that balance again with exercise and you know actually taking care of myself that was probably the, the most difficult period in in running green outlook but uh thankfully i came through it um i still have to you know mind myself and make sure that I you know i'm you know not getting too bogged down in work and not working all the hours i realizing that I can't do everything and I, you know, you have to rely on some other people and outsource different aspects. I outsource the shipping of the products for Green Outlook. So somebody, you know, does the packing and stuff and it's just been brilliant. You know, they can do it much quicker than me and it allows me to focus on some other elements of the business. So yeah, just not trying to be the superwoman and minding myself as well as being so passionate about growing the business.
0: It's so important what you said there that talking about it really helps um, a problem shared is a problem halved. I know that's so cliche, um, but it's it's so true. If, if just for other people out there that maybe could be going through the same struggles or feeling a bit overwhelmed if something has happened their business during COVID, hopefully that they can take that just take away from today. Um, if if anything, if they don't listen to anything about sustainable living, but just if they're feeling overwhelmed, that they do feel like they can reach out and talk to someone like, like you did, and it sounds like it it worked for you. Um. And now, nowadays, are there things that you do to take off af- to look after yourself and, and make sure you maintain a self care routine? Yeah, so I and, I, and I suppose on top of the business as well, I'm, I'm involved in some voluntary
1: aspects in terms of I'm the secretary for a female networking group in Kildare. It's Network Ireland. And I also am involved in a, a FinBiz 2030 Irish task force. So we're, are, um, you know, we're working with the finance and business community in Ireland to achieve the Sustainable Development Goals uh, wow. 2030 so I suppose the, the business and some other aspects but what I am finding is working for me is definitely you know not having the phone in the bedroom so that when I wake up in the morning it's not the first thing I reach for uh, I try to you know do maybe 20 minutes of reading and actually uh, write down like a small few things in my journal and doing just a 10 minute stretching session but then I ultimately I do go for the phone before I go for my breakfast, so I, I, I still need to work on some boundaries there. Yeah. Um, and then working through and setting actually a lunch time, um, because sometimes when you know you I don't have you know I'm not working with other people, so I'm working on my own, and you don't have that thing of somebody gets up at twelve or one o'clock to go for lunch. You're like I'll go with you, but so you've got to you know set that lunch time, not work through it and then having that cut off in the evening and finding some time for exercise or a walk or i recently just took back up uh, gaelic football so i'm really excited to get back into that and having that team sport element because it's definitely um you know i didn't i haven't played a team sport in two years so it's it's a something that i'm really looking forward to because i think it's easier to motivate yourself sometimes when you're in a team environment so
0: yeah thanks for listening to this week's episode of the life by ck podcast if you enjoyed it please don't forget to leave a five-star review it really helps and leave a comment let me know what you enjoyed i'd love to hear your feedback on instagram my handle is lifeby.ck or if you want to leave a comment and hashtag the life by ck podcast then please do and i shall find it